We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis chapter 24. And we will read from verse 1 onwards. If you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to open your Bibles and read. I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you have New King James Version, I recommend that you open that version so that you can read along with me. If you have some other version, it doesn't matter whatever version you have. If you're not able to get New King James, you have NIV or NLT, whatever it is, look at your Bible so that you know what we are reading. And um, it'll bless you. First of all, reading God's word will be a blessing for you personally. Secondly, when I read, when you look at your Bible, you know that I am reading only from the Bible that I'm not reading from some of the book. So it's important for you to look at the Bible when I give the reference to go to the source and to see exactly what is being read so that you can be blessed and you also know where we are reading. Genesis chapter 24. And we will read from verse 1 onwards. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age. 24. And we will read from verse 1. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I'll make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughter, from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. And the servant said to him, perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you'll be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back. There, So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, for all his master's goods were in his hand. He arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. Praise be to God. I'm going to stop right here for now. And um, we will... Go back to verse 1. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise God. We will read one more time. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1 onwards. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. There are several messages that the Lord had given me to give to you from the life of Abraham. You can listen to all of them. It will really bless you. And there has been messages specifically from this chapter. This That will really bless you. You can go back and listen to those messages. But today, what God wants to speak is something different. Each time is different. No two messages are the same. It's different. It could be the same chapter spoken a hundred times. It's very different. So God wants to say something different to us today. What we need for today, what we need for this month and beyond, God wants to give to us. That's what he's going to give to us. But I encourage you to go back and listen to these messages because it will really, really, really add more to what God has given today. It'll bring back that which the Lord gave because these are like treasures that God has given. And you take that and you meditate on it. It'll really build you up all the more in the ways of the living God. Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. God blessed Abraham in all things. Why did God bless Abraham in all things? Because he obeyed God in all things. Those who obey God in all things will be blessed by God in all things. Have you heard of this? There's a fact, actually. Most of you know. If not, everyone should know. Which is, if you avoid certain vegetables, you are going to lack certain vitamins that those vegetables can give you in your body. If you stay away from certain things, like for example, if you stay away from salt, iodine salt, you need iodine, a certain amount for your body, what's going to happen? Your body is going to go down with that. If you say that, okay, I have too much, um, my blood pressure is too high, so I'm going to completely go salt free. If you go completely go, if you go completely salt free, then what's going to happen to you? Your sodium level is going to go down your body. You need a certain amount of sodium in your body. Your body needs the vitamins. It needs the minerals. It needs the amino acids. It needs all kinds of things in order to get your body in optimal condition working. God has made it that way. It needs to get food. Just like the plants, they need the sunlight for photosynthesis to get the food manufactured in their leaves and that would need for their fruit bearing even for their basic survival there are certain things that are very critical that every single person needs in their soul those who do whatever god would tell them to do are people who would eat a balanced diet whatever the parents give they eat They won't say, I don't want this, and I don't like this, and I'm not going to eat this, and I'm just going to eat, you know, all the finger foods, and I'm not going to eat this, or I'm not going to eat that. What's going to happen to such people? They're going to be deficient in many areas, and certain deficiency can cost a person's life. Now, in the spiritual life, disobedience will cost you. Disobedience will cost you. If you don't read the word of God, you'll be a sick person on the inside. 
what will a sick person do? A sick person will get another person sick also. But we as God's people should be people of God who will say yes to God in everything. Because whatever God commands us to do, it's for our own good. If he's giving us something, it is for our own good. If he sees that you need this and he's giving to you, that means you're lacking in that you need it. You need it in order for your body to function, in order for your mind to function, in order for your soul to function. God will give to us that which we need. Jesus said, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. Important. Give us this day our daily bread. It's very important. We need that food. Spiritual food is very important. You look at Abraham. Abraham thrived. In his spirit, his soul thrived, his family thrived. Whatever blessings that the Lord had given to him, it was multiplying. Abraham prospered in everything. And you look at the scripture and you look at Psalm 1, they go hand in hand. And you look at Deuteronomy 28, they all go hand in hand. Why? Because those who obey God in all things will prosper in all things. All things. Those who don't obey God in all things will not prosper in all things because disobedience will cost you. One area you get a communicable disease that's going to spread to the rest of the body if you don't take care of it in the beginning itself. It's very important. Not only will you get sick, you'll get the next person sick and the next person sick and still play victim. God is speaking to our hearts today. God blessed Abraham in all things because Abraham obeyed God in all things. And God wants to bless you in all things. That's the key. God wants to bless you in all things. God wanted to bless Abraham in all things. Abraham had material blessings, but he did not have the blessing of having a child of his own to inherit all the blessings that he had. And God said, I'm going to come and bless you, not only materially, But I'm going to bless you, not just give you a son, but this son, through this son, I'm going to bless the entire world. And this is how your generation is going to be. It's not like you're going to have a child and then you just disappear, you know, among one of the many people who are going to be there. But the people that are going to come out of you, they are going to be like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. That many multiplication. Something that you cannot miss seeing. God is speaking at this hour. The promise that God gives for his people is, you shall be the head and not the tail. God puts his people in places where they can shine. God makes his people visible. People who want to make themselves visible will go down the drain. But God lifts those who hide themselves in Christ. Those who say, It's all about you, Lord. I'm going to hide myself in you. And I'm going to promote you. Other ones will be promoted by God. Abraham was one such person. He was not someone who was sitting and trying to build an empire for himself. When God called him and he said, leave your nation, leave your kindred, leave your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. Abraham said, I will do it. You know why? Because Even when he was a heathen, even when he was a heathen, he had faith in the living God 
who came and spoke to him. When God came and told him, Abraham, you don't have a child. Abraham, you don't even have the capacity, both of you, you and your wife, to have a child. Something is terribly wrong here. And you're old. You can't have a child. But I'm coming and telling you something at this point in time in your life, which is you and your wife, you, through you both, not through anyone else, but through you both, I will bring out something that is going to be lasting. That's going to be like the stars of the sky. That's me. It's going to shine. It's going to be so visible up there. It's going to be like the sand of the shore. You can't miss it. Can anyone miss the sand of the shore when they go to the beach? Can you miss it? When you walk, you know what you're walking on. So tangible, so visible. And it's not a small piece or a handful of something. It's spread out. Even if you want to just run all over and try to go all over and try to somehow see, I'm going to take all the sand together in my hand. You can't do that. And God blesses. That's how the blessing will be. He takes his people and puts them in prominent places. This is the prophecy God is speaking at this hour. Mark this date and mark this time. This is a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. There are a handful of you, some of you, who make God to be their everything. Who will make hiding in Christ as their only goal. Who will make God to be made known to everyone. And who will obey God in all things. They will take prominent seats and positions in this world. In this world. While serving God, they will be seated Upon prominent seats and prominent positions is the word of God. God is bringing at this hour. These are like very sincere people, little people now, now little people. But after some time, they won't be little people in the eyes of the world. They'll be like the stars of the sky shining. Even if people try to say, can I hide it? Can I hide it? Can I hide it? No matter who says what, no matter who tries to say bad things, and no matter who tries to bring their name down, no matter who tries to hide it or try to throw dirt at that star. Oh, no, it's just going to fall right on top of their heads. You can never cover a sun. You can never cover a star. You can never cover that which God has placed above you, way above you. That's where God places his people. He makes them to become prominent people on the face of the earth. He sets them upon higher places. Way above the rest of the people of the earth. That's the promise of God. Those who are keen on lifting Jesus up. Those who are keen on hiding themselves in Christ. Those who make it their priority not to push themselves to the front. Those who make it a priority to obey God in all things will be lifted by God to seats worthy of great honor by God Almighty. Abraham was such a person. God had blessed him in all things. How did he get to that? All things from 
someone who was blessed in some things, but he didn't have the most important thing, which was the inheritance. God came to him and God said, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. Leave everything and come. He was someone who immediately said, I will leave. I'm going. And he told his wife and his wife was someone who said, I'm going. She was not someone who just put up a fight and said, oh, my daddy is here, my mom is here, my sisters, they're my uncles, they're my all these people. I'm not leaving and you will suddenly you're moving from here to there and I'm going to be lonely and who's going to be there? I don't know any of these people there and I don't even know how to follow you because you don't even know where you're going. You're saying someone came and told you that you're going to go somewhere and you don't even know. Where are we going, Abraham? Sarah was not that way. Sarah was a woman of faith. When Abraham said, God said this, Sarah said, I will follow you. That's why she became the mother of faith. That's why God was able to work with her. That's why God was able to expand her faith. Because she was someone who was willing to follow. She was someone who was willing to obey. Abraham was someone who was willing, not only willing to obey, but he was someone who obeyed God. And God said, leave Abraham. This is what I'm going to give you. He immediately said, I'm leaving. Abraham, though a pagan, was a man who had faith in God and who was someone who was not a materialistic person. He was not someone who was tied to his land. You know, there are a lot of people who are tied to their lands. There are a lot of people who are tied to their parents. There are a lot of people who are tied to their inheritance. A lot of people who are tied to their money. A lot of people are tied to a lot of things that hold them back. You can call them as people who are like Lot's wife. Those of you who don't know the story, Lot was a person who lived in Sodom. His wife and his daughters lived with him in Sodom. He was someone who left with Abraham but did not continue with Abraham. He was someone who said, okay, I know how to live and I know this God of Abraham too and I will just stay here. You go on, Abraham. And he was someone who went after things of the world, even though he had God. You know, there are many people, you may be one among them, who use God for your gain. That's not a good thing, by the way. It's never going to be a blessing. You can get a little bit of blessings here and there, but ultimately that blessings will never stay as permanent blessings for you. You need to go after the blesser. There's a lot. He looked at whatever he saw and he said, I like this, I'm going to stay here. You go, you keep traveling. You know, I can't just be traveling with you. I'm just going to settle here. We can't get along. And anytime someone can get along with someone who is righteous, someone who is walking with God, they have a big problem. Big problem. They can act holy, talk holy, but they have a big problem at the foundation level. Ultimately, they won't prosper. They set themselves against their own prosperity. What did he do? Lot, he went and he sat there at Sodom. Sodom looked very fertile. His wife was there. His daughters were there. Lot said, I'm righteous. I'm not doing anything wrong. But what happened? He, His daughters, his wife got the spirit of Sodom. Sitting there in a place of sin. Being vexed, but didn't do anything about it. He was not a good leader. He was not a man who said, this place is really bad. I need to take my wife and my daughters out of this place. He didn't do that. 
His wife didn't come and say, Lot, this place is really bad. We need to get out. No. His daughters didn't come and say, this place is really bad. We need to get out. No. All of them were comfortable. You know why? You have a lot of money coming there. A lot of people here. It's a nice location. Everything looks fine here. Well, we can be good believers right here. Well, you see what good believers they became. Very different from Abraham who followed God. And Lot, even though he was righteous, he ended up losing everything he had, including his wife. And you look at Lot's wife. The angels came and they had to drag all of them. Let's go. They are trying to rescue them from where they were. Out of the area of fire and brimstone, they're going to take them out. Why did they come to take them out? Because of someone's intercession. Abraham's intercession. The Lord is using the angels to pull them out. Lot's wife came out with Lot. Daughters came out with Lot. One command was given. Don't look back. His wife couldn't keep that command. She couldn't keep that. She turned and she looked back. Because her heart was in Sodom. All my money, all my house, all my things, all my kitchen, all my jewelry, all my this, all my friends. Her heart was in Sodom. It's not having the gratitude. Oh God, you are delivering us from this judgment that is coming. Thank you, Lord. Let's run. Where do you want us to go, Lord? No. Very different from Abraham's wife, Sarah. This woman had her heart. And Sodom, Sarah didn't. Sarah's heart was not attached to the things of the world. Sarah's heart was attached to her husband. When her husband said, let's go, she said, let's go. That's a good wife, by the way. She knew how to hear what her husband said. And she had the wisdom to go along with him because she knew who Abraham was. Abraham was a wise man. If he would have been some kind of a foolish husband, then she would have been, she would have not been able to trust him to leave everything and go with him. Do you see Abraham? Very smart man. A very good husband. A man who knew what to do and when to do. When God came to him and when God saw him, God saw faith, just like you see, in the life of Jesus Christ, when he spoke about the widow at Zarephath, Naaman the leper, Jesus said, even though there were many widows in Israel, Elisha the prophet was only sent to one widow in Zarephath. Someone can say, oh, that's really partial. There's so many widows. But you know what? The rest were not worthy. They didn't have the faith to receive. And God is not going to waste his time. Even though there were so many lepers in Israel, none of the Israelite lepers were worthy of the anointing of the prophet Elisha there. A foreigner came all the way from Syria to Elisha. And his leprosy was cleansed. Always know. If you need to be a recipient of the blessings that God has for you, you need to have the faith that will do Whatever God will tell you to do. 
Sarah was a person who obeyed God. The, the God who gave his word to Abraham, when he spoke through Abraham to Sarah, she didn't say, well, you're saying God told you that we need to go and God called you to go, but God didn't call me to go. So I will stay here. You know, there are some bright people with some bright ideas. And God is speaking through his servants and he's telling them clearly this. What you, well, well, that's not what God told me to. As if they know better and they're higher than the ones that God is directly dealing with to lead you. Many people get destroyed because of their pride. Pride is a trait of Lucifer. I've said this many times and I will say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Pride is a trait of Lucifer. It's Lucifer's trait. Anytime you have a big head and you think that I know everything, I don't have to listen to anyone. God is directly telling me this. And even if the pastor says I won't listen, and if the pastor says I'll say pastors are wrong, I'm right. You're setting yourself up for a big fall. What happened to Sarah? Because she knew that God was indeed leading her husband. She had the wisdom to say, I will go. She was a woman who listened to her husband. And her husband was a man who was worthy of listening to. Goes both ways, remember. Nobody should be sitting here and saying that, well, I'm a man, so because I'm a man, whatever I say, you're a woman, you're bound to listen. No, no. You need to have wisdom. Nobody should be listening to anyone who's foolish. If you have wisdom, then it's worth listening to. Otherwise, both will fall into a deep ditch. Make sure you're godly and make sure if you're a man, you're a godly man. You're leading your wife, your children in the ways of the living God. If you're a woman, make sure you're a godly woman and you have enough wisdom to listen to the spirit of God when the spirit of God leads you through your husband. Make sure if you're a husband, when God leads you through your wife like he did with Sarah, telling Abraham, get this bond woman away. Abraham, listen to Sarah and got that bond woman away. Their marriage was such a tight marriage, Abraham and Sarah's life. Their marriage was such an example. A marriage that was so tight, the devil couldn't come and play in the middle. And God spoke to Abraham, Sarah would listen and go. When God spoke to Sarah, Abraham would listen and do that. What a beautiful family. God was able to bless this family. May every husband and every wife have the wisdom to trust God and to humble yourself when you know that God is leading your spouse to make sure that you also listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit and go. When God speaks, you listen and you go. Now, someone can give into fear. Someone can give into unbelief. When they give in to unbelief and they bring ideas to you, don't go along with that. That becomes a problem. When unbelief comes in and you also say, well, you have unbelief and now I want to appease you, so let's do that. It will give birth to sorrow. That's what happened in Abraham and Sarah's life. Sarah was a woman, as long as she listened to the leading of the Holy Spirit, she was fine. But after some time, she said, oh, no, the child is not coming. Maybe, maybe this is what God meant it to be. Can you see the mistake here? Same 
thing that Eve did in the garden. You see another woman does this over here. Be very careful. When your wife comes to you and says something opposite to what the Lord has told you. You shall not touch that tree. You shall not touch the fruit from that tree. You don't go near that if God is sad. And if she comes and says, well, God said don't go. But you know what? God knows we need it right now and and tries to beat around the bush and try to get you into doing that. Don't partner with that. Have the spine to stand up for what God has spoken to you. And have the spine to lead the family. Otherwise, not only will she fall, you'll also fall with her. The entire family will fall. God is speaking of this hour. Be very careful. Same thing goes for the husband. Oh, there are some people who are so scared of their husbands. Oh, I don't want to offend him. I don't want him to get upset. I don't want him to get upset with me. And and then this man will call, you know, he'll keep on yelling and yelling. And I don't want to be hearing this. So even if he's doing wrong, I'll just keep quiet. Don't be like that because he will go down the drain along with him. You go down the drain and the family will go down the drain. It is important to stand up for what you believe. It's important to shut the devil. Where? At the entrance itself. Don't let him in. It's important. Sarah followed Abraham. Abraham was leading. Abraham was the one who was hearing. But there came a point where suddenly Sarah started leading without hearing from God. What was she leading with, by, through? It's called fear, unbelief. All of a sudden, she came up with this bright idea. Well, maybe you should marry Hagar and we'll have a child. And all of a sudden, this kind of a, you know, when God has promised something, instead of waiting, there's this sudden premature craving and premature, oh, God, you know, there are people who try to work out the prophecy. Don't you do that. If God has spoken to you and you're faithful to it, God himself will fulfill the prophecies. That's how you know it's from the Lord. And that's how you know that you are eligible for getting it. God can speak something. And if you disqualify yourself, you won't inherit that which God has spoken to you. Like the children of Israel who received the prophecy from Moses to inherit Canaan and all of them who rebelled against God fell in the wilderness without inheriting that prophecy, the fulfillment of the prophecy. But those who are worthy of it, Joshua and Caleb, they made it into the promised land. The prophecy given by God through Moses to them came to pass in their lives, not in the lives of the rest of the people who came with them out of Egypt. So you look at Sarah. The prophecy was given. Oh, God said you're going to have a child. God said, maybe it's not through me. Maybe it's just Look at that. Where did that idea come from? Where did the thought come from? It didn't come from God. No. It came from the devil. The devil wants to mess up God's plan. Always remember this. When God has a plan for your life, Satan will want to mess up the plan of God for your life. Guess who Satan will use? He'll use you. Don't become a tool of Lucifer. Never become a tool of Satan. What did Sarah do? All of a sudden, she gave into fear. When you give into fear, you open the door for the enemy. At that point, Satan will come to, through your thoughts. He'll come through your mouth. He'll come through your eyes. He'll come through every part of your being. Whichever part you give over to Satan and say, here, you be the Lord. He'll be the Lord over that organ of your body. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Be very careful. Sarah said, okay, Abraham, this is it. This is how it's going to be. 
what God said will happen. You're going to have a child, but not through me, through Hagar. Let's do it. Abraham should not have listened at that point. But you know what? This is what happens. Always remember, when someone is speaking the counsel that is not of God, clear, hear this very clearly. God is speaking this out. Pay close attention to this. Any human being who is not speaking the words of God, and they're speaking for the devil, you give ear to that, that demon will come straight to you and it'll affect you. And get, guess what will happen? You become a partaker of their sins. And you yourself will give in to that, just like what happened with Adam, how he fell after he heeded to Eve. Just like what happened to Abraham after he listened to Sarah. The confidence that he had in what the Lord said and the clarity he had. He still believes God will give him a child. But now that clarity is gone. What God said and how God will do it was gone. And all of a sudden he's going along with Sarah's plan instead of God's plan. And Sarah's plan is why? Is it God's plan? No. It was Satan's plan. All of a sudden God's plan came to a halt. Satan's plan began. It can happen in your life. Be very careful. If you let the enemy come into your life and if you give ear to those who are filled with the devil temporarily and speak for the devil, you will be affected by them. Remember, don't let the devil rule over you or don't let anyone ruled by the devil rule over you because it will affect you. You see here, Sarah heeded the counsel of Satan. Thoughts are very important. Oh, I'm not demon possessed and, you know, I can never be demon. You can say all these things. But you give room for negative thoughts. You give room for suspicious thoughts. You give room for lying thoughts. You give room for immoral thoughts. You give room for demonic thoughts. You know what will happen? That demon will take over you and make you into someone who will go against the plan of God, against the voice of God, against the will of God, against God himself. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When God says something, that has to be the final word. If God says, I'm going to do this, don't listen to any other voice. Just like Eve, Sarah heard the commandment of God through Abraham. She directly didn't hear. But when Satan started playing with Sarah's mind, and Sarah gave into that, Abraham should have said, no. This is not what God said. We're not doing this. But that's why he gave into the pressure that came through his wife. Do you know demonic words, demonic counsel, demonic speech, Contains a demonic force. Do you know that? When you give ear to those who speak evil. When you give ear to those who speak words that are from the devil. When you give ear to those who speak negative words. You know what that will do to you? That will drag you down because it has power. Just like how the Holy Spirit, when he works through a person and you hear someone speaking, it contains power. Those who carry the words of Satan, they will also have power to bring a person down. 
So it's very important. This is why someone says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Oh, how fortunate. That's what it means. How fortunate is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You know why? They won't fall. They will not fall. But those who give ear to the devil and to the people who are used by the devil, because I don't want to offend you. Speak whatever you want to speak. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to tell you to close your mouth. I'm not going to tell you to stop saying this because I don't want to hear this. There are people who don't have spine. They don't have. They don't have that courage. Don't be a coward. Don't be a coward. Don't be a Christian coward. It's very important. When it is wrong, you need to have the spine and the boldness to say, I don't want to hear this. Stop it right there. In a nice way. If you don't shut the mouth of the enemy, the enemy will get into your head. If you don't stop the thief at the door and you want to please the thief, the thief will not only come in, he will take everything that belongs to you and he will tie you and he will kill you. There's a warning that the spirit of God is bringing to you at this hour. Don't entertain anything that is of the devil, whether it's immorality, whether it's negativity, whether it's any kind of idea, suggestion that is not of God. Whatsoever is holy, that's what you need to speak and that's what you need to hear. Whatsoever is of good report, that's what you need to speak, that's what you need to hear. Anything opposite, shut it down right away. Whatsoever is of praiseworthy, that's what you need to speak and that's what you need to hear. Anything that's contrary, anything that is of Satan, do not entertain that even for a second. If you give room for the devil, the devil will come and take everything that belongs to you. Then you'll be wondering, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel agitated? Why do I feel upset? Why do I feel angry? Why won't you? Why won't you? You entertain Satan and try to play a nice guy or a nice girl to Satan. Why won't you feel this way? And then come and say, Pastor, I need prayer because I don't know what happened to my mind. And I, Why won't it happen? Why won't it happen? When people come and say, I don't know what happened. The first thing the Holy Spirit says, they are lying through their teeth because they know exactly what happened. Yes. Yes. When you open the door, you know exactly what door you opened. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful with your thought life. Be careful with your speech. Be careful with your eyes. Be careful with your ears. What you partner with is very important because whatever you allow into your life, it will dominate you. If you let the enemy come in, he will come in with a force, not Slowly, they'll come in as a mighty force inside and take away even the little that you have. So be very careful. So you look at Sarah. Sarah listened to the devil. What do you think the devil would have said? Oh, Sarah, something is wrong with you. You're never going to have a child. Sarah, look at the age. It's never going to happen. God said Abraham will have. Abraham will have. It's not you. Anytime Satan comes and says, you know what? It's not going to happen to you. They're going to be blessed, but it's not going to happen to you. Their son, look at him. He's getting better. Look at their daughter. They're getting better. Look at their grandchild. They're getting better. They're all getting better, but your child is not going to happen. Your body is not going to happen. Anytime you hear that and you partner with that, you know at that point, what have you opened the door to? You open the door to the destroyer who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. What has God said? What has God said? 
That's the most important thing. If you know to hold on to that and not let it go, you will inherit that which God has for you. But if you listen to the other voice like Sarah did, what happened as a result of that? She convinced Abraham. Abraham didn't want to offend his wife. What will happen when you compromise? When you know the truth and you compromise, what will happen? You end up birthing a disaster. That's what happened. To this day, Ishmael is a disaster for Isaac, Israel. It was not in God's plan. It was not part of God's plan. Can you actually birth a disaster? There are some people who say, whatever God has for you, only that will happen. No, no. Whatever God has for you will only happen when you partner with God and let God be God in your life. If you let Satan be God in your life, then whatever God has planned for you will not happen. Whatever Satan has planned for you will happen. Be sure of this. As long as Abraham walked with God and listened to God, whatever God's plan was working out in his life was working out. But the moment Abraham ceased to do what God told him to do and listened to the voice of his wife to please her, and she listened to the voice of the enemy who put fear in her and unbelief in her, it it got very spiritualized, you see. Abraham, we believe that you're going to have a child. God said it. Yes, it's going to happen. That's why we left everything and we came. But through you and not through me, who told her that? Satan told her that. Who told her that? Satan told her that. Abraham wanted to please her. She was so convincing. When you listen to the devil, the devil become very convincing. He convinced Adam and made him fall. He convinced Abraham and made him fall in this area where they got Ishmael to become a snare for them. You listen to the enemy, he will convince you and make you fall. Be very careful. Don't listen to the voice of Lucifer through anyone, your best friend, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, whoever it may be. Satan comes through them and he'll try to convince you, don't do this. It's a waste of time. Don't go to this church. Oh, don't go for counsel. Don't seek prayer. Voice of Lucifer that's looking for your depth, your spiritual depth. It's looking for your vision that God has put inside of you to die. Be very careful. God is speaking at this hour. What happened to Sarah? She listened to the voice of the enemy. Now she became a carrier of that spirit, which has that force. And she is talking to Abraham. What happened to Abraham? Someone who was really walking with God, all of a sudden, there was a halt to his progress. All of a sudden, there was a fall. All of a sudden, there is a consequence. What are you going to do with the consequence? Can you hide it? No. There are certain consequences that cannot be reversed. Remember this. Remember this. If you think that I can do something and say, oh, God, forgive me. Yeah, God forgives. But there are consequences that will stay before your eyes for the rest of the days of your life. Sometimes it will carry into generations. Always remember this. It is better to be in the will of God than to be outside the will of God. The best place for a human being is to be in the will of God. And Moses knew that very well. He said, I would rather suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the sinful pleasures of Egypt. What happened now? Now you have Ishmael, somebody who should have never been in the picture. And this is where the realization comes. Oh, I have birthed a headache. Now, when that happened, God put in her spirit, whose spirit? The very woman who listened to the enemy, 
suddenly somewhere in the middle who did well in the beginning suddenly listen the enemy now through her the husband made a mistake and now they're carrying this consequence both of them are dealing with this they have to deal with this now she is someone who is now seeking god they don't know what to do she becomes a tool of god now there's a shift if you have been a tool of satan or if you have been listening to the tools of satan you can still at this moment you can stop doing that and turn your direction towards the living god sarah changed her direction she changed the direction and god put in her spirit to send the bondwoman out and she told abraham that when she told abraham that abraham said yes this is the right thing let's do it and at that point ishmael and hagar were separated from Sarah and Abraham's life because they were never part of God's plan. God is speaking to your heart today. Whatever is not part of God's plan, whatever you brought into your life, whatever type of sin, whatever relationship, whatever it is, is not of God's plan that you're still holding on to or you're trying to keep. If you don't let go of those things, it will birth Ishmael. There are certain consequences that will stay with you for the rest of your life that you cannot reverse. God is speaking of this hour. Don't come and tell me later saying that I heard that message, Pastor, but I didn't listen to it and now I have this. Well, you will be bearing the consequence for the rest of your life is God's warning for you at this hour. Be someone who will be faithful to God. Don't play games with God. Don't you do that. Abraham and Sarah, after that, they started running again. This time, never to look back. Sarah didn't go back to where she came from. But there was this deviation that happened here. You know, detour. You miss the exit. Now you lose time. Certain exits can take 45 minutes for you to get back on track. Some are shorter, some are longer. Bottom line is you lose time. But the grace and mercy here is you are able to get back on. If you say, I need to go to the destination where I originally wanted to go to. Sarah and Abraham, they saw that they missed the exit and they got back on the road. Yes, they had the consequence. But now they said, consequences there but we need to fix what we did we're going to go they continued with god and they inherited the promise of god and now you see in genesis 24 god blessed abraham in all things you obey god in all things god will bless you in all things when that obedience was missed you inherit the consequence for disobedience see you have blessings for obedience and you have curses for disobedience. Satan will give you all the curses. He'll make you walk around with curses because you obeyed him. But you obey God, you'll walk around with the blessings of God. Abraham was blessed with all things. And now you see here at this point where Abraham moved by the spirit of God. He's calling his oldest servant, the servant who was with him for a long time, a dependable servant. It's not like, okay, he's old, so I'm going to call. No, this was a trustworthy, dependent servant that he was able to trust him for a long time. He had a very good track record. 
Who? Eliezer, Abraham's servant. And he called him and he said, this is what I want you to promise me. You're going to bring a girl from my place, not from the land of Canaan. This is very symbolic of what God was going to do with his people. I don't want somebody from Canaan, not from this place. But I want somebody who is coming from my place. You know why? She also should be someone who leaves everything behind and come because God had called her. See? Someone who is called of God should come for my son. Someone who is called of God. Not just get someone who looks a little cute and has some money. No. Abraham had all of it. But what Abraham valued is something that we must remember for the rest of our lives. Abraham was not a man who valued money above God. He was not a man who valued beauty above God. God had given him a very beautiful wife. And obviously, Isaac should have been a very handsome man coming from very good parents who feared the Lord given by God as a gift to Abraham and Sarah and had parents who were very good looking. Now you look at Abraham, he's not telling, well, you're going to go and find the most beautiful girl in the land. No, his priorities were right. Abraham's heart was set on what matters the most. You know, God has handpicked somebody. And God, when God chooses He tops everything. He gives us more than we can ask or imagine. But the priorities are right. He just hands over much more. And Rebecca was indeed a very beautiful girl. But that was not the goal for Abraham or for Isaac. The goal was not on the external, but the goal was on the internal. This should be a girl who leaves everything behind not what does everything mean oh just because somebody leaves it no leave the same land i left have the same call that i had so that she can become the wife of my son so that the generation can be blessed a man of god who knew what matters the most do you know what matters the most what matters the most for you money Social status, appearance, what matters most? What matters the most? What is the most important thing for you in this life? If first things would come first, then you too will become like Abraham, be blessed in all things. Abraham did not go after the blessing, but he went after the blesser. He really had a tight relationship with God. God called him his friend. God called him his friend. Not just Abraham didn't say, I'm a friend of God. No, God called him his friend. God called him his servant. God called him his friend. Very tight bond between him and God. Whatever God said, he did. That's how he became the friend of God. He trusted God so much and God trusted him so much. There was this tight relationship between God and Abraham. His wife also became a partaker of that. God is speaking to our hearts today. What is your priority in this month of August? What are you chasing after? What are you going after? What is your priority? Are you 
wise like Abraham? Are you wise like Sarah? You might have gone off track somewhere. But God says you can get back on track. Once you get back on, you need to have the wisdom to stay on track. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Satan will come all the time and he'll keep speaking nonsense to those who would give ear to his nonsense. Only if you give ear to his nonsense, he will speak. Jesus said this so beautifully. He said, my sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. They do not hear the voice of the stranger because they know the voice of the shepherd. And to whom Satan will speak, there are people who say, oh, I constantly keep hearing this. And, you know, I'm always having negative. You keep listening to the negative thoughts. Negative thoughts will dominate your life. You know why? Because you, your priority is not hearing the voice of the shepherd. Your priority is hearing the voice of the stranger. But if your priority is hearing the voice of the shepherd, the stranger will not be able to give, get your attention because you don't give him any time. God is speaking to our hearts today. Fill your word with what God has spoken. Fill your heart with what God has spoken. Fill your eyes with what God has spoken. Fill your ears with what God has spoken. Fill your words with what God has spoken. Fill your mind with what God has spoken. Let the word of God dominate every part of your being. Until you become one with the word of God. And that's when the miracle happened for Abraham. If you want God to bless you in all things, you need to be like Abraham. You need to have your priorities right. First things must come first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything shall be added. Everything. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Would God withhold any good thing from you? Will he withhold the salvation of your spouse? Will he withhold the salvation of your kids? Will he withhold the salvation of your grandkids? Will he withhold the salvation of your mother, your father, your brother, your sister. No good thing will he withhold. These are all good things because God so loved the world. He sent Jesus to die such a cruel death on the cross. As much as you want your family members to be saved, God wants the same thing. God says, get in line. Get in line. Whatever blessing that you're looking from God, make sure your priorities are right. Abraham told Eliezer, I want you to go towards the same place I went to, the very place that God called me out of. Bring a girl, and the Lord will call her out of. May your vision be single. May your mind be on Christ. God's word says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusts in thee. Abraham knew. And he said, God will send an angel before you. God will send an angel before you. To those who have made God, the Lord, to be the priority. It's a promise God is giving to you for the month of August. The angel of the Lord will go before you. Because God has sent his angel before you. To take matters into his hands. You can just go. The way will be made clear for you. God will take matters into his hands and he will do it for you. There are specific things that are pending. God is showing me at this hour. You'll give a testimony to this later on. There's There are specific things that are pending that have not been completed. 
that has been put on hold. God says, God will make it to come to pass. God will cause it to come to a completion in this month of August. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. There are certain paperwork that needs signature I'm seeing at this hour. That the signature has not been placed on those papers sitting at a desk and it's been sitting for a long time. The Lord says in this month, the signature will be placed on that paper and that paper will move from that desk to where it needs to go. God will favor you. God is speaking to our hearts today. If your heart is after the king, the king's heart will be upon you because you've set your love upon me. Therefore, I'll deliver you. I'll set you on high because you've known my name to such people who call upon me in the day of trouble. I'll answer him. I'll deliver him because he's known my name. These are all the things God will do. He'll set him on high because, because he set his love upon me. To those who make the king their priority, God says, he will make you his priority. Your business is his business because his business is your business. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this hour that you have graciously given into our hands to sit in your presence to hear your voice. Lord, such an honor you've given to all those who come to you. So we can sit at your table, feast in the presence of the King. Lord, I pray that you will bless your people. Let this word that you've given to them this night impart life to every single one cause every single one to become true lovers of the living God that their faith may be emboldened by your truth that their words may become the word of God that they may live by this word of God that the word of God may perform to them that which the mouth of God has proclaimed over them With this blessing, I bless them with as your servants standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I pronounce this blessing upon your people, that they may become true champions in the army of the living God, that they too may be in the Extension of the book of faith in the kingdom of heaven. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.